All right. How you doing once again, everybody? I am Russ Salzberg. Today I'm joined with my partner, Mr. Jeff Fiegels. Hi, Russ. Former Super Bowl champion. How we doing, Jeff? And Thank as you. always, we are here with you, the fans, on Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com. The number, as always, is 201-939-4513. And we must remind all of you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app. Right now to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. And uh, it's a little bit of a different Thursday because uh, we got a game. Excuse me. It's a little bit of a different Wednesday because we got a game coming up tomorrow night on Thursday against the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what, Jeff? You've been down this road several times before. Too many. Uh, uh, Yeah. You know. The discussion that, that you, listen, I get it every move I make from, from fans and people on the street. Well, you know, Russ, I mean, it's right there because everybody's lost last week. and and But Pat Shermer said it best. Paul uh, Dottino and myself were discussing it yesterday. He said it best when he said, we can't worry about what anybody else is doing. We got we to gotta win. We got to win a game. That's what we got to do, and then we got to win more games. I agree with that. You can't – don't worry about the schedule till, till you get your house in order. <laughs> exactly. And, you, you know, this is the week to do it, short week. You know, I discussed it. It's um, – you know, as a player, you never like these Thursday games. I, I'm telling you, it's just – it's a turnaround is difficult, especially the older you get. Uh, the good side about a Thursday game is that you get the 10 days off going into it, and it's 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 even better when you win a game. So, yeah, you got to win this game. It's a division game, um, which even makes it better having that 10 days off. But more importantly, in the locker room, you got to believe that you can win games. And so you just hope at this point when the team is 1-4 and four, that there's some guys in the locker room that, that still believe that they can turn the season around. And believe it or not, the Giants are one and a half games out of first place, if you can believe it. One and four tells you that they still have a chance, yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, I think if we if we rewinded this and everybody was talking about this six weeks ago, we would have never, ever been at this point and, and said that this was going to happen. But the reality of it is, is the Giants scored 30 points last week. The Giants can play. Uh, they, the Giants... Uh, oh, giant, let's, let's not jip them. Giants scored 31 points last well, week. Well, I'm saying 30 or more. First time in, the, you. You know, in a long, long time. And, um, you know, they got a chance to, to get back in the hunt for that top spot by going down there and knocking off a, a division rival. You know, I, I, I didn't think of it. You know, we were talking about, like you say, it's a short week. And I had said to you, I think, you know, in light of the situation, I know short weeks are tough, but just because of what happened last week and, you know, losing a tough game and the grittiness and then the drama thrown in, I thought maybe it was good for the team to, you know, be able to get right back out there, you know, because I think, I think they are at a very hungry stage. But I didn't think of the other thing that you just said. Winning becomes very important because, for lack of a better term, that's going to be a long-ass 10 days if they... <laughs> Don't well, come out victorious because yeah. not only did I lose another game, but then they got to think about it and hear about it for 10 more days to, yeah. to get a chance to yep. win a game. Yeah. And, and listen, you don't want that. You get a, you know, it's a little bit of a mini buy, they call it because, you know, the, and I don't know the schedule, but typically you get, you know, the weekend off and you come back on Monday and you get ready to go. And, you know, it's so much easier when you win and, and you, and you go away and you'll be able to come back with that renewed, uh, confidence and going things going forward and they need that i mean the, the way that they lost that game last week in carolina was difficult um and you know so now you just gotta toughen up and you gotta forget about it and move on quickly quickly and you gotta learn most importantly you gotta learn the, the eagles this is a, a division game they haven't played them yet it's it's a new team you know so it's not like last year's team coming in here and preparing for the eagles where they played twice last year this is a a completely different giants team and and they're catching they're catching the Eagles at a, at a point where they're still trying to figure things out from the running game perspective. They're hurt. They, they, they don't have very many options. Defensively, they have a good front seven, but their, their defensive backs are not that good. They're not scoring points like they used to last year. They're not good on third down like they were last year. And, you know, Carson Wentz is still pretty good, Russ, he can, but he's not as good out of the pocket as he was. So this team's got a chance. They really do. Well, ha- having a chance... Like again, we were saying it. They, they to me, they just need to win. They, they need to right the ship and feel good. Well, there's and, a lot of things they have to do to learn how to win, and that's correct. A lot of things that are going 
on offense. Yeah. I think that the defense has done enough this season in the five games to be able to have kept this team in, in a, a given them a chance to win. Um, yeah, last week, they, okay, so they didn't stop them in that last drive, but and of course we didn't talk. I don't know what you guys have talked about this week, but that that spot on the on the run, um, the personal foul on Collins, which by the way the league came back and said that okay we're wrong as, again. <laughs> um, so I think there's a lot of well, things you look at. Well, what we would one of the things we were discussing uh, yesterday, and you know as far as I'm concerned, and, and it's not just about the Giants games. It's about across the board. Yeah. The league has to correct what is going on with some of the rules and the officiating. I see. Sure. I, I believe some of these lousy rules have made officials lazy about it. And what I mean by making, making them lazy about it is that, hey, we're going to call it by the book. We're not going to use common sense. We're calling it by the book. And the, the book says A, B, and C. We did A, B, and C. It, it just... It's, it's, it's I, I tweeted out Sunday night, across the board, rules and officiating in the NFL sucks right now. <laughs> and it, it needs to be fixed immediately because, God forbid, something like this happens in a playoff game. Oh, it's gonna. Some t- and it's going to. Or it happens on the grandest stage of all, that being the glamorous Super Bowl, then the league is going to have a real major problem on its hands. But Russ, but Russ, the, 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 the referees in the, and, and the Super Bowl are the best there is, remember? Yeah. They're the best. No, we'll but it, it's, it, it's a very, <laughs> it's very bad. And you know what? As long as, as and any football player or coach will tell you that if we have to, if we have to um, rely on the refs to get everything right, we can't. We just have to go out and win football games and do it ourselves. And, and unfortunately, it's going to come back to haunt you once in a while. And, um, it will. And so for as long as I'm covering sports, not as long as I'm covering sports, for as long as I'm watching sports, I don't e- – listen, we've dealt with bad calls in the history of sports, in, in baseball. Yeah, it just and happens. It, it happens. But I don't ever remember on a constant, on a week-to-week constant basis, so much chatter about rules and officiating as there has been this year in the National Football League. And no then that, you know what? What's it? Five five games old? Yeah, no, five weeks. Old. Five week. Yeah, five, five weeks games. old. I mean, yeah. it, it's really, it's it, it's not a good situation. But what do you say? We open up the phone lines right now. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go out to uh, East Islip. Start the uh, afternoon off with Matt. Matt, how you doing, buddy? You're on with Russ and uh, Jeff. Good. What's going on, guys? How what's, are you? What's going good. on? Not much. Hey, so I wanted to talk about the uh, the game this week a little bit uh, as far as what the Giants can exploit, obviously, with uh, their offense kind of clicking in the second half of the game against Carolina and against a really weak Eagles secondary. Um, I mean, I think what I think they could utilize this week is uh, and they have a lot of uh, success in the past against Jeff Schwartz, the defense this way, is a lot of the underneath drag stuff to Odell, Shepard, especially because they're front seven, they like to blitz. They bring a lot of pressure, um, and I think to counteract that, um, I think that could definitely be a big, uh, big point for the Giants' offense, especially because it's it's not going to require a lot of time, uh, like a lot of deep ins, deep outs type things. Um, and then I think if getting an effective screen game would be huge this week, especially against the the blitzing, because you know Jim Schwartz obviously, like I said, likes to blitz. So, um, what do you guys think about that? Then kind of just. Yeah, yeah talking about that. I, I think they're good. They're good options. I think in both of those scenarios, you got to get Barkley involved in in both of them. And I think that you know, rather than have Barkley run some of these routes out of the backfield, line him up as a receiver and doing some drag routes and some and some quick shots inside. Um, you know, one thing that this is going to dictate is that offensive line, and we've talked enough about it to know oh. that you know they have to give Eli one thing that last week. That the reason why Eli did so well throwing the ball down the field, in fact, we know it was in the game plan, but he, he maneuvered in the pocket very well in that game. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not telling you that the Giants did anything special, but I'm telling you that Eli did maneuver the pocket enough to give the receivers time to get open. And then he was hitting some big plays. So 
yeah, can they do that against the Eagles? I'm not guaranteeing that, but he's going to have to do that. Maybe slide the pocket a little bit and get some movement out of that offensive line in the pocket, and it will work. I like the idea. Listen, I'm not all for giving that seven-step drop again and, and having this offensive line trying to protect for Eli. That's just not going to happen with that front seven, especially the front four for the Eagles. No way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely right. And I think uh, a lot of people were quick to knock Eli about, you know, being maybe a little bit gun shy. But if you look at that throw to Russell Shepard late in the fourth quarter against Carolina, I mean, he had pressure throw. in his face in yeah. the pocket. And like you said, Jeff, he kind of moved around really well there. And, uh, you know, aside from a couple of mistakes, you know, he, he threw the ball pretty well and he, he hung in there, you know, regardless of and against a much better defense than uh, what New Orleans showed the week before. So I don't think it really matters who's in the secondary, how bad they are, because you saw against New Orleans against a terrible pass defense, they didn't, they could move the ball, and then against a much better defense in Carolina, they were able to move it a little bit more. So. Matt, one of the one of the things that you want to do is, for, and we talk about matchups all the time, because that's what football is all about, is getting matchups. Yep. The one matchup you want to get is Barkley on Jordan Hicks. You watched that this yep. week. Bar- now listen, there's not a lot of linebackers that can cover Barkley. But Jordan Hicks is not a guy that, that I particularly think is a real good cover uh, linebacker and get him one-on-one isolated somehow with him. And those two, sure. um, Jalen Mills and Bradley Roby, those are the two cornerbacks for the Eagles. They are not very good. They've given no, up 55 catches for 565 yards and two touchdowns in five games this season. My game plan yeah. is to attack those areas of the game. And listen, uh, the running game has got to pick up, and I, I, I've done. I've already started my. Re- Typically on a Wednesday, I wouldn't have all of this information right. because, but our game is Thursday, so we we have to prep for the pregame show. So we have a lot of this, a lot of information going in today for the for the stuff tomorrow. But it all makes sense, and the game plan t- for this Eagles game is to throw the football, okay? Because running the football has not been very good, and you're not going to run the football on the Eagles. They're very good. Well, l- thanks right. for the call, Matt. Much, yeah, thank m- you, Matt. Much, much appreciated, buddy. Let me ask you this, because Paul and I were talking about it yesterday. While offensive line has done much better given Eli time to pass, one thing that uh, was troublesome to me last week was getting thrown for a loss is one thing. but And we're talking about a super talent, and I do mean uh, – I'm not using super just for the sake of using it. That's how we, I, I describe uh, – you know, Mr. Barkley, but there were some issues where they were on him for minus two or minus three yards when he was just getting a handoff. They they, they got a, I mean, I, I know you can anticipate, but they were just on top of him. It so was, funny it was that ridiculous. you bring that up. Go ahead. So funny that you bring that because I want to know what the heck is going on in this in this running game, right? The biggest problem with the Giants running game is the negative plays. I mean, you look at I, – I looked up some statistics and stuff, but obviously it's some other things in here. Is that – here? okay, you ready for this? I'm going to tell you about this rushing. This has got – this. thank you for bringing this up because I had this written down. The offense in the last two weeks, with, this is with Barkley carrying the ball, Russ, okay? Okay. 25 carries, okay? Four of them have been for five yards or more, which is 7, 20, 28, and 30-yard runs. Great runs. Great runs, all right? Out of those 25, four of them were for five yards and plus. 21 of the 25 kicks, seven yards total for a .33 average. That's because, okay? And, by the way, from my research, only twenty less than 25% of those fronts were eight-man fronts. That's, that's not getting it done in the running game, okay? Negative runs, minus 20 in the last, where is this era? Um, I can't, uh, let me just before, okay, um, have six, 60 negative plays and 339 potential snaps, which is number one in the National Football League in negative plays. We've always talked about a running game, and even getting started with a running game, you have to get positive production. Even a yard is positive, but you cannot sit there and, and think that the running game is going to be anything good if you have negative plays. Now, negative plays include penalties, okay? So the offense has got... I think this was one where I saw they had 20 offensive penalties, 20 offensive penalties. So starting yourself on first and 15 or first and 20, those are those are negative plays. So um, running the football has got to be a priority, but you got to be successful. Yeah, I, 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 it was very discouraging last week. Uh, listen, and and Barkley 
has not said a word, and, and he never, or he, he won't. He will not. He, he never will. No. I mean, he's that type of young man. Uh, I mean, he was he wasn't only born to be a, a runner. He was also born to be a leader. I mean, you're seeing it right now. I I, I don't can't remember in any sport in I, anybody. I'm, and I'll include Derek Jeter, who is the captain. <laughs> I have not seen a young man come in with such leadership skills so early on. He and he really has it. Having said that, though, um, I mean, he's got to get a chance. I mean, the runs that he he makes are on his own terrific oh, ability. Yeah. He, he, he's got to be given a chance. And I, I, like, I'm just a little daylight, but being on top of him, it wasn't like they were being on top of some, the defenders weren't being on top of some Scrabini uh, <laughs> uh, fourth string running back. I mean, it was, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley. So I agree with you on that. That that is one thing. I'm good. It's good. Good that you had that. Well, it's just it it just goes to show you that how the negative plays are impacting the running game. Okay, and if you can't run the football with even less than 25 percent of eight man fronts, how are you going to run the football anywhere else? I mean, if you get if the, all of a sudden teams are going to be like, listen, they can't even run the football with less than 25 percent of eight man fronts. Why would we even do that? You know what's going to happen? Then they're going to start putting in. You got nickel and dime coverage everywhere. They're not going to be able to. They can see. They won't be able to run the football or pass the football. So you got to get something going offensively against this Eagles team and secondaries where you want to exploit it. All righty, two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Again, got to remind all of you folks that Big Blue Kickoff Live here, presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Let's now go down to North Carolina where nothing could be finer than with our friend Phil. Phil, you're on with Russ and Jeff. How you doing? Hi, Phil. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks. Um, hey, uh, two, two things. Uh, the first thing is, and uh, I'm glad Jeff is on because a former player, um, but uh, Russ, you, you often uh, use the phrase, you know, when something happens, oh, the, nobody's more upset than the players. And and before you comment, I'll just you know. So I always think, really, I'm not so sure because I have, uh, you know, I have four, you know, I have forty to fifty year angst over games that I can recall back from uh, the '60s, '70s, and and so forth. Yeah. I'm I still have nightmares over the San Francisco game in uh, when Shockey dropped the touchdown yeah. in the corner. That that. That game doesn't escape me more than I think about that game every you know, at least once every three weeks. Okay, so that what? So, so what's the point, so, Phil? <laughs> so the point, the point is, Jeff. Yes. Am I am I correct in saying I'm not so sure? Rush is right that that the players are more upset than the fans. Can yeah. you explain that? I think there's different type. There are different levels of upsetness. <laughs> if you will, there you go. The fan, the fans are they're crazy. You know, you guys are the, <laughs> the fans are so loyal to their team. They live and die by the wins and the losses. Um, you got to remember what we did or I did, and what the guys do now is their profession. So I think that yes, they do take it very seriously because you know what happens with a team that loses. You know exactly what happened last year. They, people lose their jobs and coaches and players and all that stuff. So, you know, they just may not say it in the press as much, but trust me, those Monday meetings when you lose, Phil, are not fun. See, see, they Phil, really are not. Let, let, let me say something, Phil, and I, I understand where you're coming from and I understand you're a good fan, but that's the point that I'm always trying to make, which a lot of people don't realize. You know, it's very easy, Phil, for anybody, for any fan to call for somebody's head a call for somebody's neck, call for somebody's job. That's very easy. But remember, when you're calling for somebody's job, it affects their livelihood. It affects not just their family. It affects, for example, if there's 20 assistants, then 20 families. Last year, when, when a GM and a coach were dismissed here by the Giants, then 20 families, not just 20 men, 20 spouses, 20 girlfriends, 
uh, 20 sets of families with children. Easy, we're, well, we're all thinking 20 about, girlfriends and 20 wives. No, no, no I, I, I was saying one or the other. I was trying to be co correct. <laughs> correct there. But, but you, you get what I'm okay, saying, no, Phil? No, no, good that, that, um, That's the point. I actually, I actually see your point a little more, Russ. That, and, but right. I, and I agree with you that you shouldn't be cavalier about calling people's job. Yeah, that's definitely well, that, well, that's, not, that's really not what, my position. No, so, no, no. You um, see, that, that, but, that's... But, with that said, I'll get to my second thing. I know time is the essence. Uh, I think there's a direct correlation with um, uh, Eli's uh, tolerance to getting, you know, say, slammed to his play. And the reason why I say that is that, you know, when the game is escalated in importance, like there was no more of an impressive game to me than the 2011 uh, San Francisco game where he got hammered. Bingo. And and he stayed in there long. Now, I think, you know, these other games, these regular season games, especially when there's a losing season, I think his tolerance goes down. And I think it's partly for self-preservation. He'll yeah. risk getting pummeled more when the stakes are higher. When the stakes are lower, he's not as willing to get pummeled because, you know, he's worried about long-term preservation. I, I disagree with you. On, I, 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 I disagree with you on that. I, I think what the situation is, it, it, it becomes, uh, Phil, and thank you for the call, it becomes desperate, okay. desperate times call for desperate measures, if you will. If you're in the fourth quarter of a game as opposed to the first quarter of a game, if, if you're at the last two minutes of a game as opposed to the last two minutes of the first half. Am I right, Jeff? It, um, it's just a different thing. Listen, you're in the Super Bowl. There's no tomorrow. You're in an NFC championship game. There's no tomorrow. At that juncture, the stakes are higher. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think Eli, if he's dropping back or somebody's on his rear end chasing him, I don't think the question is, well, you know, it's, it's only the fifth game of the season or whatever it is. You know, it's not as important. I, I don't think that that comes into the play. No, but I, what what does come into play is that and and defensive linemen and linebackers and defensive coaches will tell you this is that when you hit the quarterback, it's cumulative over and over and over and over. And so kind of hit to his point is, is that this has become, you know, Eli was sacked 51 times. Here, here's my notes again. Are you ready? This is a perfect show today. I have to get you a new loose Listen, leaf holder there, folder there. Why? Well, I just so, you know, because you, you, like you, no, you sound like such a studious uh, Current week, individual. last week. There you go. All right. Anyways, look at this. Um, five games, okay, he's been sacked 16 in the first five games. That's, that's on pace for 51 times in the season, Okay. Yeah, they got a little bit better, but I mean, he's in 2017, he was only sacked 31 times. So my point, to the, and the same point as the caller, is that those hits become cumulative. And all of a sudden, you're not looking at for it. Now, all of a sudden, you're kind of, it's in your rearview mirror. You're kind of, you're looking around and, and he's not picking up receivers and this and that. So, you know, no one, he won't ever tell you that. And no coach is ever going to come out and say that. But the fact of the matter is the defensive coaches love the hits on the quarterback because they're cumulative over and over and over. Before you know it, mistakes start happening. Well, listen, isn't that a, a fact that anybody's going to tell you? Isn't how they beat, how you, the key to beating Mr. Brady Absolutely. Is? You hit him in the mouth. And I will tell you this, and this, is, this has nothing to do with, with throwing the football, but I will tell you it has a, a direct relationship to what I'm going to say. In punting, when a team is constantly rushing you, Okay, and you normally get the ball off in, in 1.9 seconds or two seconds. This is literally the op time that we do. If a team is constantly, constantly rushing you and they're in your face, you are going to start to feel that pressure over and over, and it changes your technique and fundamental. So you're no longer sitting back there waiting and being able to hit these perfect kicks. Next thing you know, it's on your mind that these guys are trying to block it every time. Right. So I'm just saying, you can see the correlation there. It happens. It gets in guys' heads. If he's on on pace for fifty one sacks, he's going to have to take a standing eight count. Well, that's that's it's sixteen and five games. Yeah. Do the math. That's a lot. Okay, what do you say we go? Uh, where are we? We're in uh, the Poconos. Let's check in with Atticus. What do you say, Atticus? You're on with Russ and Jeff. Hey guys, how are you today? How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. This is the first time I got through to both of you guys, and it's good to finally be able to. Thank you. To talk Welcome to you. aboard. 
appreciate all the memories, Jeff. Appreciate the You're directional welcome. punning. I'm, I'm glad I could help you. <laughs> always count on you. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to talk real quickly about, um, man, you know, who would have thought one in four to start this season and still have an opportunity yeah. to salvage the season, at least within our division, you know, going in. I mean, there was just a lot of hype. And, oh, no question. I mean, you know, for, for good reason, yeah. you know, but the, the, the division – Overall, it's just real perplexing right now. <laughs> it totally. I mean, listen, the, the the Super Bowl champions are in the division. Okay, the, everybody thinks the Cowboys were going to get better. Um, everybody, a little bit of outside chance at the Eagle, or excuse me, the Redskins. Nobody really knew about the Giants, but here the division sits in in a complete quandary. You're sitting there going. So if I had to ask you, Atticus, at this point in five games, okay, just a little bit less than a third of the season through. Who's who's your team out of the NFC East? Can you tell me one? You'd probably have to pick the Eagles just on the fact that they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Okay, but they're sitting other, with two wins. Uh, uh, yeah, right, yeah. but other than that, yeah. it's like, go ahead, flip a coin. Or we'll flip four coins. Yeah. But to yeah. your point is, yeah, nobody would have talked. I think you could make an this. argument for, for, for any team to be the front runner at this point. But no if you question. had to pick one, you'd have to go with the Eagles sure, because, just because of the reigning champions. Yes, yes, yes. And I will tell you so, that... You know, to be able to sit here and talk about the way that this team has played and still be able to sit up and say, by the way, guys, we're only one and a half games out of first place. We, we got a chance yeah. at one and four. I think you should be very happy. In fact, that should be a motivating factor in the locker room to me right this minute. Is if I'm a coach, wow. I'm telling everybody right now, yeah, our record is what it is. As coach Parcells always said that, right? But if I'm in the coach yeah. and I'm in the locker room, I'm telling these guys, don't look at the record right now. Look at going down to the turnpike and, or have them come up here and win one game and get us in a position to moving forward. We're getting closer and closer to that second half of the season, by the way, Atticus. And if you've looked at that schedule, the second half is much better than the first half. Those first eight Agreed. games are murderers row. Agreed. I just want to real quickly touch on this Thursday's game, if I can, too. Yeah, you know, sure. The weather's going to be a factor. Uh, you you know, know, Hurricane it, Michael is wreaking havoc down south from what I'm hearing. It, it's going to hit us you know, game time. You know what, Atticus? I wasn't thinking about it until this morning when I started hearing all the weather reports. I'm really glad, Atticus, you brought it up. Because all of a sudden, I'm saying to myself, and and then I heard the late, to me, the weather report that I heard driving in, Jeff said, uh, rain tomorrow afternoon and maybe thunderstorms tomorrow night. Morning, afternoon, evening. And, uh, you know, again, uh, listen, these guys have played in rain before, but if if you're getting r- heavy downpours with with thunder, who who the hell knows? You that could be a major factor, kind of like and throwing strong game winds. plans. Strong winds also. Yeah, I mean, throwing game plans out the window. The play and I think we'll see a lot of running. The Eagles are beat up in their run game right now. Their offensive line is a shadow of its former self. Lane Johnson is unrecognizable up there. I don't know what's going on. With them, that's good news for us. Our offensive line seems to be getting better while theirs seems to be getting worse, so I'm really happy about that. But you know the thing that, that, that really scares me about this game, and I'm, I bleed blue, look through, through life through a set of blue lenses and all of that stuff, but I'm also a, pretty much of a realist. I really thought we'd be like 8-8 eight and eight going in. I thought we'd come out the first quarter, uh, quarter of the season, 2-2, two and two, and maybe the second quarter of the season, two and two or one and three. So I'm, I'm not too disappointed, though. I don't want to have a losing record of being one and four right now. But the Eagles, man, the Eagles are that team that we always match up and play so hard against. And then we end up having the worst luck ever with them. How many different games can be <laughs> categorized as oh, last a year. miracle in the Meadowlands? Oh. I mean, dating back to Pacharzik and, 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 and Herman Edwards, you know, and then the Deshaun Jackson oh. thing, and then the, we were fourteen and two and got kicked out of the playoffs by the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and then last year with the sixty-one yard <laughs> field goal, Atticus, I mean, easy, easy. There's guys falling off. The, yeah, I mean, off I mean the, Atticus, the ledge right now. <laughs> we're not trying to. Uh, we don't want to mass Harry Carey, if you will. You know what I'm saying, buddy? No, no. I really think that we have. Listen, you guys were talking about. The motivation needed to go into tomorrow's game and what you could hang your hat. Listen, we have enough reasons to be highly motivated to go in there 
and just rip stuff up tomorrow. And I, I really believe that the team that we have, the coaches, you can look at the interviews and the different things coming out of the locker room right now. Those guys are still as hungry as they've ever been. I agree I mean, with that. And, I, I, and on the heels of this last game, they did everything to Now, they, they played poorly in the first half with tackling. That was awful to look at. But they regrouped, gathered themselves, came out in the second half and played extremely well. Come out of the, come out in the fourth quarter. Let's get this two minute drive score touchdown. Right. We got this game won. And then the, the the you know I think it was uh, Paul Dettino last week said 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 God only gives those kind of favors once in a lifetime with that type of field goal. Well, it happened to us again. Right. And that's enough to make those guys want like like Odell Beckham Jr. said. We want five more minutes of play time for this game. And this is the first time that a Thursday night game couldn't come soon enough. So I'm still excited, but I think that weather's going to be a big factor. I think we're going to see more running than than passing, and I'd love to have seen Eli Manning carve up that, that terrible secondary Whoa. in Philadelphia, but we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Atticus, thank you for the call. You, you know, but the, the, point, Thanks, the point Atticus brings up, yeah, and I really thought about that driving in. You know, we tend to forget about it until it's upon us, but the weather... You know, like let me give you a weather report. If you're getting really bad weather, well, give me the weather report. Basically, when you come between two and six o'clock, is ninety-five to hundred percent chance that it's going to be raining. Okay. So there's your there's your pregame that's tailgating. Okay, and then after that, it starts to drop down. So by eight o'clock, there's only about a forty percent chance of rain. Okay, but but nonetheless, that makes for a different situation. And to me, then you know we know the cry of every head coach is protect the damn football. Well, I think there's going to be a greater emphasis on it. Easier said than done when the weather is lousy. Yeah. But that's th- then that becomes an even more important issue about protecting the football if the weather conditions are lousy. Well, both these teams this year are uh, they're in the negative categories turnovers. So um, to give you an exact amount, I will tell you, I believe the Giants are minus three. And um, let's see. Oh, they don't have it on here. They just have it. Uh, okay. Well, they're turnover. They're both they're twenty seventh and twenty eighth in the league. I believe that both teams are minus three. So you know, yeah, protect the football, and especially when it's wet. If it's going to be wet, you're going to run the football. Um, you know, I I think that when you look at the Eagles' offense and what they have to do to win this game, um, their running game is beat up. If you look at AJ Ajayi, he's out. Okay, they put him on IR. Um, they got two guys you don't even recognize their names, and um, their offensive line, as Atticus said, is is in a little bit of shambles. They have, you know, their receivers are good, but um, you know, if you don't have an offensive line like the Giants, it's tough to throw the football. And uh, you know, really, both this is going to be a. I think this is going to be one of those games that's not. It's going to be low scoring, okay? And because I I just think that the the Giants defense, this is uh this will be Coach Betcher's first. Uh, go around being a, a New York Giant against a Philadelphia Eagles football team, and the, and the Giant defense is, I think they're okay. You know, they're doing, they're doing, they're and doing a oh, good job. We'll see. Uh, let me ask you. Just, I'm just throwing. Their this, run defense could be a little bit better. I, I, I'm just throwing this out. Uh, Pat Shermer was very optimistic yesterday, more optimistic than he's been for the past three, four weeks about Ov Olivier Vernon being back. Do <sighs> you think poor weather will play into his return? You know it shouldn't because first of all, if you're to to return, you need to be you need to be a hundred percent. Okay. Now, if he's not a hundred percent, you know that he will be the next game. Who's the next game against Atlanta? Yes, Monday okay, night. So that's uh, a Monday the night. The twenty second. So actually, now you get you get eleven days until the next game, which is which if he if he's there's just a little bit of doubt of him playing in this game, he's definitely playing next game because you got to have 11, 11, 11 days. So right. it might be it might just be. The idea of, hey, you know what, can we just wait one more game and then we're assured a 100% OV. Um, you know, one thing you got to look out to for is that um, Evan Egram, is he going to make his return back? And Red Ellison, he, he uh, Yesterday in the locker room, I mean, Ingram certainly seemed optimistic, you, you know, uh, he seemed fine. Good. So good. I mean, we will see. But well, he, the more he, the more weapons that Eli has, the better. And, and I, I will tell you that that offense misses – Evan Ingram in the middle of the field and some of those, uh, you know, that speed he has and playmaking ability, when you take that away, I mean, he was, in, even though Adele was out last year, obviously, um, Evan Ingram was the number one leading receiver last year for the Giants. A lot of people don't know that.
the wind, uh, the, as you know, he brought up uh, Scott, uh, Atticus, the, the wind and the rain will uh, negate some of those weapons of Eli's. You know, in a, a little bit. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think that the weather is going to be that big of a factor in my just looking at the numbers. Okay. But to me, weather is a factor when it's when it's raining the whole game, okay, um, and the wind is more than ten to fifteen miles an hour. As a punter, uh, did that play mind games for you before the game going in? Like, are you conscious? What do I have to do different? Or do, you know, from a from a punter or a field goal well, kicker. Anything throwing the football and kicking the football when it's windy is difficult, and but windy is more than 15 miles an hour. 15 below is it's just a, it's something you know how to deal with, but at 15 miles an hour or more, it starts to affect things. It starts to affect the throw down the field. It starts to affect field goals, kickoffs, punts, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, if there's no wind and it's raining, it doesn't affect anything. It just affects maybe looking up into if it's a night game, looking up into the into the the lights. Because it is raining. When you look up, you can see the rain. Um, and you just got to, you know, you got to focus a little bit more. All right. 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go to Scott in New Mexico. Hey, Scotty. What's up, Scott? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Um, I wanted to go over some points with you. The, the We can't do anything about the record. It's one in four, which I don't know if anybody knows. Uh, that's the worst giant start since I think 1979 when Ray Perkins was the coach and we went 0 and 5. But I uh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, a second. Cof uh -huh. One of Coughlin's teams went 0 and 6. One of Coughlin's teams went 0 and 6. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I, w I was unaware of that, but yes. uh, but uh, <laughs> I was on negate, <laughs> negating that for just a second. Uh, I've been listening to both of you, and you've made some excellent points about why the Giants can win this game. And I believe, as you do, that they can correct it. I think there's things that are correctable. But I wanted to get both of your opinions as to, and you've seen a number of iterations of Giant teams through the ages. Uh, after five games, how would you assess this team? What is the, if you could take one singular characteristic and change that, do you think uh, that singular characteristic would propel the Giants forward? Now, and I know they've been, is it beating your man? Is it eliminating penalties? And, and all of this is obviously coming into play, playing more consistently. Well, well, but what is the one ingredient? Uh, and Jeff, you've played the game, Russ, you've seen it. What's the one characteristic well, the Giants have to do yeah, to change things I'm, around? I'm just going to say from a guy on the outside watching, if you're asking me on this particular team, I would say right. on this particular uh, Giants team, familiarity. I, I mean, the guys in particular on the offensive line, uh, or call it chemistry, are still getting to know each other. They're still, okay. they're still working together as a unit. And, you know, I, I certainly think, you know, by the end of the season, I think they'll be much better because they'll have more games together under their belt. They will be familiar with each other, and therefore the chemistry will be better. I think we've seen some improvement the last couple of weeks, but I don't think it's where you want it to be. You go, Jeff. Right. Well, I, I think that I think consistency is, is a big word here, and I think it comes on both sides of the football and even in special teams. I think starting with special teams, you look at the way that they played last week, it was a disaster, um, and they've had some good games this year, so the consistency hasn't been there. The offense seems to go every other game. They have a good game, um, right. and then all of a sudden, they're, they're, so the consistency is not there defensively. Look at the first game against the uh, against the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that was a very good game offensively and defensively, but the consistency hasn't been there. And why? It's because of what Russ said. I think there's a, this is a lot of it's a new team. You have a new coaches. You have new new plays and and schemes on both sides of the football. And I think eventually it's going to get there. But right now, the one word for me to answer your question is it's been the consistency on both sides of the ball and on special teams. Right. But the other question that I have is when the season started, I guess both of you remember the original uh, press conference that Dave Gettleman had. And I think they yeah. asked him a question about uh, how long is it going to take for this team to, you know, to, to produce. And I believe his quote was, this team was built to win now as opposed to, you know, what you're saying is going to have to develop a consistency. Well, well, so I was I'm just trying to sure, know, juxtapose sure. those two thought processes. Well, well, win now, 
doesn't mean, and, and you know, it, it depends how you take it. it you sure. know, he didn't say, are we, we plan on winning the Super Bowl this year. Every coach will say, I don't care who it is, if it's an expansion team, the goal is always to get into the playoffs. And once, as Parcells used to say, you get into right. the tournament and then you see what happens. But right. when, when, when now, that's what he's meaning. It, it, this is not, uh, I don't, he was saying it's not a complete rebuild situation. You know, that's why they, you know, Eli's the quarterback and, and certain guys are there. It, it's to win now. It's to be a, a good competitive team now. But again, he wasn't doing it with pixie dust. He wasn't going from three and thirteen right. to thirteen and three. If anybody was believing that, then they were just fooling themselves. Okay. Well, my real quickly, my take on that is that this team, when you look at it on paper, they absolutely were built to, to win now. I mean, you right, because, they have a, they because have immense of talent on. Uh, there's on, no question, and, and that's what he's that's what he means by that. They mean the meaning behind this is that hey, by the way. Uh, Eli has got about a year or two left from what we've figured out, right? He said Eli's right. a quarterback. We believe in him. Remember that quote? Okay, well, that's the case. That's the case. Well, they go out and find it. They, they find a left tackle. They get the number two draft pick and the, and the number the two pick in the draft. Okay? They've got a defense that they go out and, and sign uh, uh, Martin. Um, Kareem right. Martin. So, yes. And so, where, where is the disconnect here? The disconnect is that it's been disappointing to this point. And I think right. that, that, that Dave Gettleman will tell you that. I mean, for God's sakes, the, the Giants just cut Eric Flowers, who was the number one draft pick four years ago, being the, the eighth or ninth pick, whatever it was, in the draft. This team is, is, under, is underachieving at this point. And I will tell you that they got a lot of things stacked against them when it comes to the, to the schedule that they've been up against. But right. you, look on, you look at these games, and you can't tell me that this team – they should be better than one and four, maybe two, two maybe three games. Okay. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I agree with there you. There really is some. After you look at the Houston and this Carolina game, those should be wins. Those should be right. wins. This team should be sitting in oh, maybe in three Houston. and two. It's, I'm sorry, they won in Houston. Excuse me, Dallas. Dallas game. Okay. Well, so listen, they, they were right there in the. Ja ja listen, they've been in the games. No question. So they're not, you know, they're getting blown out of this. But my point to you is that this team, in my opinion, was built to win now, and they're underachieving, and that there isn't any reason why this team couldn't be better than one and four that they sit here right now. Right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks You're welcome, for the Scott. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Scott. And, you know, and when you look at the assessment, I'll tell you that. I give the defense the nod over the offense this year up to this point. I will tell you that the special teams has been not that good. The specialists have been real good. I look at Riley Dixon and look at Aldrick Rosas. They have been very solid, very solid. The other, the return team has been abysmal, okay, and the coverage and the protection, stuff like that, that's all has not been very good. But they, and then the offense, I think I give them, you know, they're, they, they just have been so inconsistent. Well, you mentioned, you know, the specialist. Rosas is a specialist, and he is the one with the uh, tweaky uh, uh, quad, if you will. Does, will the weather be a, do you think, I'm not asking you. you well, it would it. if it's cold. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still going to be in the 60s yes. and whatever. It is. I mean, if it if it's 40 degrees, no, it's even, supposed to be warm and muggy tomorrow. Yeah. So I mean, that to answer your question, yes, a hamstring when it's cold, it does that that would in, impact the weather would have an impact in it. But it's a warm, it's a warm, it's supposed to be warm. weather. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that kind of stinks because, you know, from the fans' perspective, you got a Thursday night, Thursday game, night game. You know, and you want to go and have a good time. Well, and, well also, you want, listen, they're not going to be there as early as they normally are on, uh, you know, Sunday mornings. But, you know, like you say, they want to go and, um, you know, tailgate and watch. It just, so listen, if you take an, hour, take an hour early than you normally do, you can still be there at 4.30 <laughs> and the game's at 8. That's right, still right, enough right, time, right. Ross. Yeah, well, no, it, it, it's true. I mean, maybe not for you. I mean, it probably takes you a lot longer than that to get kind of loaded up, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> that, that would be the case, you, you know, the, not on that sarsaparilla. <laughs> well, lots of sarsaparilla yeah, for lot, you, Ross. Lots of sarsaparilla. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's a situation that yeah. I, I, it bothers me that you might be getting lousy weather tomorrow night because I really believe that becomes a factor. And, you know, you, you might say, well, yeah, Russ, it becomes a factor, but it's a factor for both teams. I get that, but I'm not interested in, 
in what it does with the Eagles. I'm just interested in what it well, does with, this. with the uh, Giants. Let me, let me ask you this, Russ. I'm going to be the host and ask you the yes, question yes. there. So you think it? I think it actually plays into the hand of the Giants' offense. If you, if it was nasty okay. weather, as far as running, right? Don't you? I wouldn't think. I would think so. The Giants' offense running the football is uh, they're 27th. Okay. Well, the Eagles are. Excuse me. The defense is 27th in rushing the football. The Eagles' offense is 16th. Well, the Giants' offense in running the football is 28th. So both offenses are not. They're not the greatest. All right. But guess what? The, the Eagles' defense is number two in the NFL in rushing defense. Okay. So you're going to have to pick your poison. However, you know, I don't think that – I think that if I got to put up, you know, Saquon Barkley over the other running backs for the Eagles, I'm going to obviously take him. So. All right, 201-939-4513 is the number. Again, got to remind you folks that Big Blue Kickoff Live here presented to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout the 2018 season. Now let's go to our girlfriend in Brooklyn, Lisa. Lisa, and, and how are your jibs doing today, Lisa? I know uh, you let us know yesterday on Twitter that you missed Big Blue Kickoff because you had to go to the dentist, get some dental work done. Yes, I had, I, I had to get a tooth pulled, but I'm oh, doing good today. Okay, good. I'm glad you're feeling okay, my dear. a lot of information today. Yeah. No, wow. she, she, yeah. she spelled it out for happy, us yesterday. Happy birthday, Russ. Thank you very much, Lisa. Appreciate it, my dear. Thank Have a you. great one. Thank how you. are you? How are you, Jeff? <laughs> Fine. I'm just wondering how old Russ is. He looks good for 80. Yeah, not bad. You <laughs> look great, Russ. No, no. Hey, listen. I picked, how old are you, Russ? I picked, up, on, my, I picked up my... Well, let's just say I, I, I'm not wearing the pens yet, okay? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a couple uh, breaks. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got what for up, us, Lisa? Lisa? Uh, all right, guys. I just heard that Vernon is a go and Rojas is a go for the game Thursday, which is good. Okay. Well, then especially that's Vernon. Good that all right. We need Vernon out there, especially with the weather and against the Eagles. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm really glad Rojas, Rojas is a go because you know what? That young man Jeff and I were talking about it over lunch. He's had an other than that. We'll call it a flub, whatever. You know, when he kicked the ball out of bounds last week. He's had an outstanding, Jeff, you used the word consistent before, for, for a kid who had, a young man, who had a very shaky rookie season, he's been solid as a rock this season. So I'm really glad that, that he's back in there, at least. Yeah, me, me as well. He's, I, and that happened to a nicer kid. I'm so glad he's mm -hmm. bounced back. Yes, indeed. I heard Ingr Ingram's going to be out, though. How much do you think that's going to affect us in the tight end position? Well, it's already, if you look, Lisa, weather. if you look at the other games, it's already affected the offense. I mean, it's uh, you know, and again, we can't, we don't, we we don't confirm anything on the show because we don't know yet. But if it's if the fact is, is that is it done? It's Those it's are? it's saying here game status that yeah, uh, I saw it from Paulie Doc. It, it, that's why I believe it. Uh, it, no, it's, it says right. We just got it right in front of okay. us. We weren't looking at we it. We have to be very careful. Ingram and, and Russell Shepard. And I'll tell you what, the Ingram thing really does surprise me because, man, he was as confident as confident could be yesterday. Yeah. And, and Pat Sherman seemed confident about it as well. So uh, I guess he just didn't pass the test. Yeah, that, it, it definitely hurts. It definitely hurts because yeah. he's such a great playmaker. Um, like I said earlier, the guy can he can he can stretch he can make the he can make plays in the middle of the field. He's it's just it's gonna hurt them, uh, but they just gotta move on. They gotta move on. Yeah. They've done it without him before. So, in one more week and this ten days off or eleven days off, actually ten days off, and they're playing on the eleventh day. Uh, next week will help all these injuries coming off this uh, little short week of football. Yep. Anything yeah. else for us, Lace? That's it. All right. Oh, are you going Hopefully to the game, Lisa? Win, guys. And now my kids do the Barkley Bop. Oh, it's the and how old are the kids now? They're two, three, and four from the Strahan Stomp. Now we do the Barkley Bop. Barkley Bop. Sound, sounds so good. We're... I'll tell you what. I wish you were my teacher, Lisa. Yeah, we're going to do the Barkley Bop from today, <laughs> tomorrow, uh, tomorrow in the day, and we're going to bop them tomorrow night. All right. Sounds good, Lisa. All right. Enjoy. Have, a ha have a happy birthday, Rock. Thank you, my dear. And you have a good evening and enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk next week. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today actually your birthday? Yes, it is, sir. <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We're, what are you doing for for Christmas for your birthday? You know what I'm doing for my birthday? You're spending the day with me. I'm spending the day with you. 
another, That's pretty another damn good. old guy with no hair. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm babysitting tonight. So it's a good birthday. What's better That's, than babysitting for your grandsons? Am I right? That's perfect. So your so your kids can go out on your birthday. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I gotta remember that one. Yeah, I no, gotta no, remember that. No, one. I, I, my I, kids are not pulling that on me. I can no, tell you that. Actually, the kids gotta. The, the, the parents, mommies have to go to a, a, a teacher's a preschool teachers conference. These, these kids are. One's yeah. gonna be yeah. four. One's yeah. gonna be one. And one's gonna be three. You know, two and a half. Or whatever. What's the but, conference gonna be like? Hey, guess what? Your kid made it all the way through the day without pooping his drawers. That's exactly, well, that's the other thing. That's where we're going. You think, you talk about injury reports. You gotta go through that every yeah, day. Poop when, report. When, when, when a kid FaceTimes you this morning, Pops, I pooped, and I went on the, on the party. Hey, Mazel Tov, now what do you want me to do? <laughs> all right, 201-939-4513 is uh, the number. And, and again, uh, listen, um, I'm really, you know, I'm, you're the player. And I think it probably gets into fans' heads about the weather more than the players do because the players, they play in it, so they're used to it. I, my just concern is, again, we, we've been through several games, and I've seen some tremendously played games, not just in, in, in rain but in snow. I just worry about, you know, how, you know, like you say, if it's wind, it's, we know it's not going to be cold. But if it's wind and, you know, if it's one of those. I think it's going to be fine. It's, it's, what, what do you call it? Where, where it's a going across the field? Sleeting? No, the rain. You know, just the. Uh, be horizontal. Yeah, whatever you call it. All right, let's go uh, to New Jersey and speak with Louie. Yo, Louie, you're on with Russ and Jeff. How you doing? How you doing, Roger? Jeff, I listen to you every single week for the last five years of my life. Very good. Okay, Louie. And- uh, this is my first time calling. Nice. I thought it would be much harder to get through, but I, I want to speak about how Old Beckham Jr. should get three touchdowns this week. Three. How three. are they going to get them? Tell us, Louie. Go ahead, Louie. I think they need to do another trick play from uh, Saquon. Uh, I think that they should do a running play to Saquon, from Saquon to a fake to, to OBJ is one. All right. Then if Eli can get a, in the middle of the game a, you know, a big play, you know, a big long play. I think they can get another. He can get it if he can not be scared. Like at the end of the game last week, when they got 31 points the first time in two years, he aired it out to him. You know, he has to be not afraid, Eli. Eli, I think, is too scared of when they get he gets tackled. He's not a running quarterback. He's not a mobile quarterback. Uh, so. you, you know what, Louis? One thing I don't like when say, listen, Eli's the first one who'll tell you. You know, he's the quarterback. He, with that position comes the praise, comes the glory, and it also comes the criticism. But this business... No, I love Eli. I'm a diehard I, I know, but, but like, you know what? I don't like using... He does an amazing job. But, I just think he's not a great... He's not an amazing running quarterback. Well, no, he's not he's, an amazing he's an running amazing quarterback. quarterback. He's but, one of the all-time greatest passing quarterbacks we've ever had in our, in our, in our century. We've never had a better, maybe... Uh, Tom Brady's not a better when it comes out to getting passing the ball. He's a great passer. When he has even three seconds, he pass, he gets a, a, a ball down the field. The problem is he doesn't move. He doesn't move. I think he does. He just doesn't move. Okay. Well, okay. So go ahead. Well, all right. So you want a trick? Well, well. well he, remember this, and and thanks for the call, Louis. But remember this on the trick plays. Now that they've done one, which it works two ways. Now that they've done one, people are going to be thinking about it. They've got to prepare for it. So they're going to prepare for it, number one. Now, and the flip side of that is, then if they're conscious of it, well, then you can maybe do other things. So, I mean, it's it's like if you're in baseball, if you're throwing a ball under someone's chin, you're going to start thinking about it. So, you know, you got other teams thinking about it. I mean, that was a great play. Well, you also got the Philadelphia Eagles that like to run a lot of trick plays. Yeah. So you better have your uh, your antennas up on defense about about the Eagles too. So, you know, <clears throat> I will say this, folks. You know, if, if you've watched, I've watched enough practices, and when you see at the end of practice or sometimes in practice, you know, guys are kidding around. Oh yeah. Let me tell you something. Odell can heave the ball a long way yeah. as well. well. He threw it fifty something yards the other day. I mean, and he is an athlete. To make no, you know, that was not some wobbly garbage pass that he threw. And and he takes too much pride not to want to get it on, you know, on the money. The funny thing was, um, 
and he said it yesterday. Somebody asked him, and um, I forget exactly how it came out in the conversation, but the initial might have been to, I think he had a choice like um, Rhett Ellison, like over the middle of someplace, but he said he had it in his mind where he wanted to go with the ball. And you could, I mean, when when he turned around and revved it up, I mean, that, that just was exciting in itself. Well, what happens say, sometimes if the guy is so wide open, they screw it up. Yeah, that's right as well. It's <laughs> you know? like, no, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah, what is what he the doing? hell is he doing there standing all by himself? But I will tell you this, that this goes to show you, and this is speaking from experience, folks, that um, when you, okay, so I, I, I always have to, I always have to compare everything to punting because it's the only thing I did. Okay, I did kick one field goal in my career, and I missed it against the Dolphins. But you did it very well, though. That's fine. Team. But my point is, is that I remember when things would break down in the punt team. If there was a bad snap, and I'd have to get up and run it, or we had a we had a fake field or a fake punt, and I was throwing it. When you when you're at a certain position, you're you're used to how the game goes and the speed wise, because that's just what you do all the time. Uh, Odell Beckham is used to running routes and knowing the speed of linebackers and safeties and things like that. When you ask him to throw the football, that's a different that's a different mindset in itself. So when he's out there, the game is a different speed to him. Right. Well, number one, he's the fastest of most of the guys that are out there. But I'm saying it's a different situation. So now you have people coming at him like they normally don't. Right. He's now a passer. So that just goes to show you how how even greater that that throw was that he made, even though he was wide open. Yeah. But I will tell you, in my circumstances, there's been times when there was a been a ball on the ground and I've had to pick it up and run. And I've looked out to my right or I looked out to the left, and there is a mile of where I could run for a mile. And the next thing you know, you take three steps, and they're all there. And you know, and you're saying to yourself, "Oh, this is gonna hurt," <laughs> and it did. Well, <laughs> but I'm what? just saying it's so it's, it's a very difficult to do something out of what you normally do. You know, in all our years together, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How many you punted in the league? Twenty-two years. Yeah, the twenty-two years. How many fake fakes were you involved in over the years? Could you could you remember? <laughs> Not enough. I, we should have ran more. Really? But but unfortunately, my passer rating is 39.6, which, which tells you that that's a number that they just kind of give to the person that has like six attempts and zero completions. <laughs> <laughs> so not good. No. Not good. And I, and I think I have a negative rushing record, too, because I'm already starting 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah, not good. So um, it's a, none, none of your fakes ever went for two, the two, distance. Actually, two of them. Two of them. I threw two two fake punts, zero for two. Because the other ones were where there was a bad snap, and I just threw it out. The no, I'm, I'm I'm talking about okay. when the fake. Okay, zero for in play. two. One of them. My last one was in um, when Jim Finn was here. Do you remember Jimmy? Yes. And uh, he ran. A, we had a. It was called a Rapaho. If you want to spell it out, it's 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 a. A run, a pass, a hit. Okay. Okay? That's a rap Um A hit on the end. That was a, from Mike Sweatman. You to go back sure. to Mike Sweatman. And so he, he was wide open. I And I put it out there, and he had alligator arms, I call it. And he, he didn't reach out for it. He gave me one of these right here. And it, and it was incomplete pass. And, and, uh, but I did, throw a, I did throw a touchdown on a fake field goal. Really? Against when I was with the Eagles. Okay. It was preseason, but it's still, it still was a touchdown. You know, that's another thing. I'm, I'm, we're talking, and we just got a couple of minutes left. That is one. Maybe it's because I'm out there. I'm not the athlete doing it, but it shocks me that there aren't more screw. Like we've seen enough, and it's because of the distance, extra points being missed. But it's shocking to me. Like I think a holder is such a. It's minimized how important that job is because oh. if you ain't getting it it's a done thankless job it, it, you want to talk you know, about you know, a thankless like they talk about like you know nobody talks about the offensive line you, you know i mean and uh, well certainly the players do but you know you don't hear the name but the holder i mean you, you know what it's like that up. you know what it's like it's like the guy that works in the stable that picks up the the uh, horse poop nobody talks about him until he doesn't pick it up one day well, right? I don't. The holder. I, I don't until think, he screws it up one day. That's when they start talking about it. But well, other than that, it's just a given. Well, I really don't think. <laughs> I, I think you're being a little difficult on yourself. I, I, I think no. to to uh, 
compare a holder to the guy who picks up the horse poop <laughs> in a barn I'm just is saying being a from, little extreme, well, Jeff. Well, just as far as people paying attention to it, there's more than I, I know that. No, the, but I know that the skill is probably a little bit more. Well, but. like I'll give you the game is on the line. Yeah, let's rain is coming down. Well, game is on the line. How about well, this one? How about game is on the line? It's 25 below zero. Yeah, and it's in the NFC Championship game in. Green Bay. Yes. And it's a high snap. Yeah. And you get it down and you go to the, to the Super Bowl. Now, that's that's something else right there. So, there you go. There you go. We're very, that's, that's very we talked about holding. No, but you're what. right. I mean, those are the things that, like you say, you take it for granted. And I never would have associated you with a guy carrying a bucket picking <laughs> up a horse manure. I never. will I will tell you the, the too much one thing, you. One thing that, that makes it easier for a holder is your snapper. And those guys are so good because when they when they do snap it and you catch it, the laces are where they're supposed to be, and you just set it down nice and neat for the kicker, and he makes it. And then it goes it goes both ways. So I have a great respect for the for the snapper. I love the snapper. The kicker loves his holder. It just goes all right down through it. Well, let's hope we're talking about next week a big blue victory yeah. over the Eagles uh, tomorrow night at MetLife Stadium. So. But uh, right now, it is time to bid you all a farewell. So our thanks to our uh, producer here today, Brandon Roth. My thanks to my partner, Jeff Happy Eagles. Jeff. And as you always, you the fan. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you people out there, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Enjoy the game tomorrow night.